welcome to Warhammer Workshop. My name is Amy, and I am here with my hobby best friend, JF. JF, hello. Hi, I'm, am I just your hobby best friend? No, um, you're like my actual best friend, but uh, you're also my hobby best friend. So Yeah, same for you. Like, yeah. Seriously, so much in common. Yeah. This is a big week. There's a lot this week. Is there? Yeah. This was a... A week that we thought we were going to have nothing, and then they put out the actual, like, hey, here's what's going to be available for pre-order. And it's a lot. And it's a lot of stuff that we've heard about recently. <laughs> yes, that is true. There's a lot of stuff that is supposed to be... Whenever there's a preview like there was at Nova Open, we expect there to be a certain wait time. There's there's a cool-off yeah. period. They, they tease you, then they walk away, and uh, when they turn around to wink, they're so far that it takes a while for you to catch up. But this time, they're they're so close, they just take your hand and drag you in. It's uh, yeah. As far as flirtation methods, I think Games Workshop is getting a little aggressive. <laughs> so um, the big one this week, I suppose, is the, like, we're getting the Middle-Earth box. We're getting the Battle of Osgolath and all of the accompanying items i believe set. it's pronounced osgiliath osgiliath i, I please, don't yeah, know i don't know there, there's a lot of people with prosthetic pointy ears that are going to be very angry if they get this wrong <laughs> i know i know i read lord of the rings in high school and she let us skip the middle book because it was mostly walking she gave us the, she gave it's, us the clip notes the good. only thing i skipped was the singing i huh. do not like to read singing huh. oddly enough so it's a lot yeah, of stuff yeah we, we we did get that the we we're getting the Osgiliath core set and we're getting a bunch of the faction sets too. Yeah. So there's the Rohan battle host, the Mordor battle host, the Isengard battle host, and the Minas Tirith battle host. And then you get Elrond also. And ruins. And dice you sets. You get Elrond separately because he can take on any of the other faction boxes. Or... I think it's because he is resin, is my oh. theory. I don't actually know that for a fact. <laughs> it sounds but... so much more likely. Yeah. One of the things I love about the Middle Earth models is that the hero characters come in two forms. You have their on foot and you have their mounted. And I do, I do like that. That's pretty yeah, fun. That, that is very cool. And that is definitely something that you would like to see brought back in, well, in, in either 40K or Fat in or, yeah. or uh, Sigma. H of Sigmar. Mm. So it's a huge week if you're into Middle Earth. Oh, and the final fate of the Witch King. It's probably the biggest week they've had in the last 20 years, I would say. I don't think um, the the release yeah. of The Hobbit spawned that kind of, uh, of interest in Lord of the Ring as a game. And, and this, is, this is a very interesting resurgence. Are you going to be picking up any of that? I don't know. I, not at the moment. Some of these battle hosts do look pretty good, though. But not yet. Like, I don't have anyone to play with, so... I still have the like Song of Ice and Fire core box sitting on my shelf wrapped in plastic. So this sort of miniature is not mm. necessarily my jam. Yeah, if you get the itch to paint some, you're already pretty much yeah, set. That's I for have sure. some that I already own. I am in somewhat of the same boat as you are. And it's one of those fancy elephant boats, so you know I'm in good hands. But <laughs> I basically as long as i don't have anyone to play with i don't have this kind of pressure to push me into it sure. the same way uh, age of sigmar even though i think age of sigmar has models that are kind of more fun for someone like me yeah uh, so i do buy some of the models i haven't played it played it age of sigmar yet because i don't have this 
and I'll have this community pushing me to do it and even yeah. less so for Lord of the Rings. I could see like maybe somewhere down the line picking up a hero model. Like I have a lot of friends who are super into Lord of the Rings just like in general. So like, you know, that's not a terrible gift. Here's a little tchotchke you put on your shelf. Please enjoy. Yeah. And back when I was more into the painting competition scene, yeah. I remember that Lord of the Rings models were, were all the rage. They had their own uh, kind of their, their own category for copyright reasons, I believe. But what made it interesting is because they were such different models and they were they're very pretty, very cool looking models. Yeah. But none of the painters that I talked to who were painting those models, like, did you play? It's like, no, I don't. Really <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's the same thing. Like if for some reason, like all of my local buddies would say, yeah, we're picking up Lord of the Rings now. We're taking the hobbits this... to Isengard. Yeah, Let's go. exactly. If, if that were to happen, I would probably take a more serious look at, at, at this release and what it involves. Now, here's my question. This is this is a weird time. It's, it's both a weird time and not a weird time, depending yeah. on how you want to speculate. So on one hand. We've, it's been a while since Lord of the Rings. They've released about 17 different new edition cuts and edits of those three movies. The same has happened to a lesser degree with The Hobbit. And all of a sudden, we're getting these, the, these box sets that are definitely about the first batch, the first trilogy, the first batch of three movies. Yeah. Do you think this is, this has anything to do with a Amazon releasing the, the, uh, the, the yeah the rings of power series are we do you think games workshop is going to try to give more life to this game by going into the past of the lord of the rings so i i don't know if they're necessarily going to go into the past but i do think like i think they've probably been planning a release i mean because the thing is i they've they had to have been planning this for longer than we've known about the rings of power right Maybe that's the thing. Like Games Workshop has had a very close relationship that's with true. the the IP holders for Lord of the Rings to the point where when they were filming the th the three original movies and they were first getting involved into the the IP, um, they got privileged information and, and graphics and images so that they could work on the figs in advance. Uh, the Perry brothers. Uh, who were sculptors for Games Workshop at the time got to be on set and be extras, and I believe they die in one of the many battles, <laughs> which is great. I mean, if you're a fan of this, this is like yeah, the ultimate awesome. the ultimate honor. But assuming that Games Workshop maintained that close of a relationship with the, the developers, even though it's no longer, I don't think I think it was what was it New Line originally. Now it's it's Amazon Prime. I don't know if New Line is still involved. This stuff can get complicated. But assuming they still have that kind of relationship, uh, especially if they are developing any any figs or any games or anything, um, obviously would have some advance notice to, to, the, to the series. So here's the weird thing about that and grain of salt because it is just like stuff I read on Twitter. So, you know, but it, basically it's a different set of IP holders. And the reason that this is like past stuff is... Like that is the stuff that Amazon has access to. I don't. I don't know how it works. It it gets complicated because the that would if game if Amazon doesn't have access, and I could be wrong, but I'm I'm basing this on some of my own personal interactions with that cesspool. Um, <laughs> the, the but 
the moment like if if amazon didn't have access to the rest of the ip then they couldn't so much as mention geographical geographic locations or characters from from any of those previous movies and they would have to thread very carefully around anything that might look like designs borrowed from that trilogy so it's i don't i don't know but We've seen weirder things where large yeah. companies, large production companies tend to loan each other properties to yeah. create certain things. Uh, New Line doesn't have a distribution method, so maybe they have a deal with Amazon that, yeah, you can borrow our IP for a, you know, a per diem, not per diem, but like a, a certain percentage yeah. and go from there. Anyways. I certainly don't think that the Games Workshop timing is a coincidence. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, we, it's if if you were to ask me like a year ago when they were saying like a year ago, not even a year ago, maybe seven months ago when they said, "Hey, look, bears." Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have predicted even with the Rings of Power series coming out, I wouldn't have predicted that Games Workshop would be going so hard on their Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth properties. But yeah. here we are. So, I mean, they are trying to like they are basically revamping everything. Like they're going through and updating everything. So why not? Like. I think it's a bigger community than we think it is. I think that here in the U.S., we are at a disadvantage. We 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 very likely are, and that's that's one of the things that I think a lot. And I'm I'm kind of like taking a step back from Lord of the Rings specifically, but generally speaking, I think sometimes we we have a misunderstanding in North, especially North America, because we tend to always think of ourselves as the main market for most things. <laughs> Yeah. And when it comes to Games Workshop, when it comes to, to Warhammer and even to Lord of the Rings, I don't think we are. I don't think no. we're we're definitely not the center of the universe when it comes to these particular IPs. So and, and that might explain why there why there's a lot of North Americans that get very huffy when things aren't catered <laughs> specifically to our little, you know, Canadian or US uh, expectations. Yeah. So I don't know, like even if you look at Lord of the Rings, like that was mainly like New Zealand stuff. Not, yep. They didn't just film there. Like Peter Jackson's not, he's not from freaking, you know, Ohio or anything. Like, <laughs> like I, I feel that as the world has gotten more and more global, we've, we're having trouble kind of keeping up culturally yeah. because we're, we were just for such a long period of time, we were like the center of the universe. I mean, that's a big thing you do. Like, if you go back and listen to the old Warhammer community podcast or the Voxcast uh, Stormcast that they used to do, and they would talk to designers and people that work, you know, for GW, and they're like, how do you get started? And it was like, oh, well, I started in, you know, retail in my local store. And then, you know, they were like, hey, you're a great painter. You want to come do heavy metal painting? And, like, here, that's not how that works at all. No one is getting noticed in their local GW store. No, um, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I, I sometimes will be talking to some of our local guys, like uh, the, the, the manager at our local store. I, I'll have a chat with him. And just very recently, I think he had, like, his 10-year anniversary. So, And they wow. still, like, flew him to Nottingham for, like, their annual party. They still gave him a pin, a coat, a toque. I don't know what he gave him. <laughs> but, like, they still do – Games Workshop does a lot more for employees than we kind of tend to realize. Like, they don't have uh, – they don't have, like, a Verizon company culture. They don't have a Walmart company culture. They're very – they're a lot more in touch with what their employees do. And having gone through the interview process to be a store manager myself, they rejected me again. But <laughs> you know what? It's probably for the best career-wise. 
but the, the the questions that they ask, the the expectations that they have are not they're not generic. They're very specific. Like they want you to be in the hobby. They want you to like the hobby. They want you to be ambitious about your position in the hobby. Yeah. So it's again like maybe again maybe we're just not used to that in North America. <laughs> But all that to say that, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Lord of the Rings, maybe it's popular somewhere else. Who knows? I mean, yeah. they're still making figs. They're probably selling some. Not to mention that literally every person that plays Lord of the Rings in the UK is infinitely closer together physically than anyone. Like, if you've got two players that live on opposite ends of the US versus two players that live on opposite ends of the UK, those are vastly different distances we're talking about. Different distances, but I think that's the only way in the U.S. that you can reach your buddy by train. That's Meanwhile, true. in the U.K., like you can take a train anywhere. It's not just Lord of the Rings this week, though. Um, Horus Heresy, surprise! It's the Demos Pattern Predator <laughs> Battle Tank. Ah, uh, I Horus Heresy has been a pain in my ass for a little while now because <laughs> I don't have time. Like I've painted this Contempt of Dreadnought. I really yep. like it. I want to keep doing these this Death Guard army. And the reason my eyes are shifting right now is because like it's on a shelf within uh, <laughs> eyesight. So and it's just teasing me and waiting for me to paint more of my Horus Heresy stuff. Mm-hmm. But with the the League of Votan coming out very soon as we've learned from the Nova Open and my brother getting into League of Votan and I having other painting responsibilities, either for for this channel or for um, just just for my my team for Adepticon, I haven't had time to go back to Horus Heresy, and I keep promising myself like I'm not gonna buy the new cool tanks that I absolutely want. I'm not gonna buy <laughs> the cool Levites and Dreadnought that I absolutely want until I've done I've I'm, I'm done with my Age of Darkness box, yeah, of which I only have the one fig done right now which is yeah. extremely frustrating. We're also getting the two upgrade kits, the weapon upgrade kits that we didn't get the first round. It's the Heavy Flamers, Multi Meltas, and Plasma Cannons, and the Volkite, Culverns, Laz Cannons, and Auto Cannons. Very excited for Heavy Flamers myself. They all look so good. I, I I'm really that hoping that the upgrade kit format is something that is working super well for Games Workshop. Yeah. I want them, I desperately want them to be doing more of that. Well, and we need, that's the other part, right? My army is, like, I couldn't, I mean, like you, I have a lot of other projects, but I couldn't even start my army if I wanted to because I need, like, chain swords, and I don't have my, you know, aesthetic upgrade kit out yet, and, 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 and. Yeah, and I mean, there's no doubt that there's third parties out there that will gladly sell you some 3D printed or, or resin cast chainsaws that will probably look fantastic. Yeah. Um, do you want to have to hunt those down? That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's entirely up to you. And I don't know how Games Workshop is about events. Not that I don't see myself playing Horus Heresy anywhere else than my no. close group of friends. But seeing how quickly they are putting out everything else for Horus Heresy, I, they've got to be doing it right. It's I'm, there's no doubt in my mind that they are doing it because it's something that it's core box stuff, right? And like it, it's core book stuff. I mean, like, it's 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 in those one of those three initial books that you can have that option. So obviously they're doing it, and they're probably doing it a lot faster than we think they are. Mm-hmm. So I'm I mean I'm optimistic. Like yeah. I, I I think. This this is something that we're going to see before the end of the year. I would like them to just up. say it, though. Like, you don't even have to show me. Just be like, yeah, melee upgrades I, coming. Don't worry about it. 
I don't know. Games Workshop has for a very long time been extremely shy about sharing information. Uh, those who haven't been in the hobby for very long may not realize that Games Workshop only <laughs> started sharing information very recently, maybe in the last five to 10 years, yeah. which sounds like forever ago, but it's not. And they're getting better and better at it. But unfortunately, we keep having setbacks. Mm-hmm. And I, I, a good example <laughs> for those who may not have realized, like, they're, like when there's a leak of a codex in PDF, Games Workshop, like it, it doesn't hurt Games Workshop no. that much. Like they're, they might lose a handful of sales. It looks bad on them. It obviously affects the impact that they want to have with their release. So it's frustrating for them, but it's not, it is not the, the damning crucial blow to the beast that some might no. think it is. Uh, what it does, however, it, and who it affects most is, well, it's content creators like us because it's harder for us to pull information and, and, and news out of Games Workshop. And it affects general public because if Games Workshop feels that every time they give information out to content creators or to the public, that information is going to be used in ways that they can't control and that they can't, um, that, that, that doesn't benefit them. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're not going to be as interested in sharing information later on. And this is why it's such a slow process for us to mm-hmm. get to the point where Games Workshop is going to say, all right, in the se- next six months, these are all the models for Horus Heresy, so you don't have to worry. Yeah. We've also got the reference cards for Age of Darkness, which it's like your reactions, psychic powers, psychic weapons, core warlord traits, blah, blah, blah. Reference cards, always handy if you have a memory like a sieve like we do. I used to be so against uh, reference cards because I thought like, oh, well, like, oh, they're so cheap to print and they're selling it for so much, which is still true. But at the same time, also, ever since then, I've, I've converted. Like, they make gaming so much easier, especially yeah. with systems that are getting a little more complex than I would normally like them to be. Mm-hmm. We're also getting the Chaos Demons data cards that were a little delayed from the uh, Codex, but they're here. In a big surprise, just off of the Nova Open announcement, the Gore Chosen of Drom Underworlds Warband. That is completely from left field. So fast. Yes. Too fast? I mean, I only just got the Witch Hunters put together, but sure, it's fine. They have their own rival deck, as they all as all warbands do now, which is like the best way to play. It's so good. But we're also getting the Deadly Depths Rivals deck for Nether Maze, which these are so fun. They're so fun. It's it's because I'm not I don't want to play the try hard game. And I mean, I, I have I, every, I have every warband and I have every card that has ever been printed. And I still don't want, <laughs> I still don't want to be that guy. Yeah, for, for someone like you, it'd be so easy to just go on the internet and just look for whatever the optimal list for whatever warband you want to play is and yeah. just play that. Yeah, um, that sounds terribly boring to me. Yeah, not a big But, fan. I mean, then again, there's not a, a fresh box of three models for you to win at the end of a, of a tournament. So mm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about these guys. I, I'm probably going to have to wait, though, because I'm so behind and I just cannot. And that's fine. Yeah. At some point, you got to use cool new models kind of as a, a means of rewarding yourself for finishing things. Yeah. Um, we did have, they did recently announce that I don't think we talked about on this show. They did recently announce the first expansion to Cursed City that is coming. And 
they've done cool things. Well, depending on who you ask on the internet, they've done cool things with it, wherein there are no models in this expansion. And it's all models that they have previously released, which if you were a fan of the Curse City models, you probably already bought them. I had one of them. I may or may not have acquired two more. Um, <laughs> And it's fine. Um, but it's a bunch of the vampires, and it's the um, Radicar, the Beast, and some Felbats, and that's what you need to play. But also, like, there's plenty of people that are proxying. And even if you want to use Games Workshop models, if you pick up the Underworld's Warband that's the vampire one, great, fantastic. You have enough cool, unique-looking vampires that you can play through the expansion for less than whatever all the heroes are. And you had an interesting theory as to why they got to the point where they did Yeah. That. So my theory is, right, because so, there was that whole nonsense with the first release of Curse City that we will never find out what actually happened. I've seen a lot of a lot of theories about what happened, but we'll never know the truth. And so my theory is that they got so, that, that basically the, the future of Curse City was so up in the air after that first release that obviously they already had the expansion planned and they had the models because they do make all the models in the UK. And so they, you know, while they would have released them individually anyway afterwards, they just went ahead and released the models so that they could at least recoup the cost on those and not worry about, you know, everything, which is smart. I mean, that's a great at least prudent at the yeah. very least. Um, and... So that's my theory. Because Games Workshop has had... They've taken risks with manufacturing, launching new products. Yeah. There, there's a whole history about Games Workshop flirting with bankruptcy when they went all in for a, a an almost full plastic army with the Necrons when that released, and they were building this new factory, et cetera, et cetera. So, it's I can understand a company being seeing a, a product because of unforeseen circumstances not returning what it should and trying to take measures to mitigate any potential damage yeah. that you could suffer from it. And I mean, I do think they would have released the models individually eventually anyway. And so, yeah. you know, and that's I, fine. I think it's easy to sort of make a, take a guess as to what may have been happening mm -hmm. because this, this sort of like Curse City released at the beginning of some unprecedented times, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, whatever theory you come down with at the end probably revolves around the, 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 the distribution and, uh, and, and supply chain issues that, that kind of came from that. Yeah. We've also got a bunch of stuff coming from Forge World. As usual, a lot of gorgeous resin. They really want me to play Emperor's Children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I had a I had a good five minutes where I considered it too. Yeah, you're like, hmm. Hmm. I don't but paint what if? purple. Yeah. I could paint more. I purple. never paint purple. It would right? be good for me. <laughs> it would be a healthy a healthy exercise. Um so we've got Captain Lucius the Faultless Blade. We have the the Legion Praetor, the one in yes, the Mach 6 studded boots. Um who is fabulous. The, the Legion Tartaros Praetor, which is the other one with the sort of beaky helmet. And all of the the their Mox X heads and shoulder pads, as well as the white scars upgrade kits. Yes. So um, if those are your legions, good news. This is your week. It is not my week. I mean, the thing is, like, they announce these things, but I haven't seen, like, I haven't seen where to order them really, and they're not in my local store. I need, I need to investigate. I, I didn't have a dog in this fight until 
the Death Guard stuff started popping up, and now I, I kind of need to uh, to figure that out and get myself some of those heads and shoulder pads. Then we've got a bunch of Necromunda, like a whole bunch, a whole bunch. So there's the, it's Gain and Vander Gorvos, who are, there's the one with the funky little alien critter that sits um, on their shoulder, and then another mm. one with a smoke bomb. Those are amazing models. They're outlaws for any of your gangs. Then um, we got Durgan Kilfist, outlaw bounty hunter, who has every spike and blade that you could ever want. His name's Kilfist, so. Yeah, he lives up to it. Axe and Hammer, the outlaw Goliath house agent, who I do have. Games Workshop was nice enough to send to me, and it is gorgeous. Um, I haven't had a chance to put him together yet, but I will. And the Goliath champion with renderizer. Which Games Workshop was kind enough to send me, and I will be uh, painting that guy. Yeah. And then uh, the propagandist and agitator, who I also received, have built and am in the process of painting, that should be done, if not when this episode comes out shortly thereafter. Love these models. Had an adventure with the resin. I, I've, I've come to terms with the fact that it's not the resin I hate, it's the super glue. And this is my real problem. And it was me and my mostly empty bottle of super glue accelerant as I'm dabbing it with the little tab, just trying to do it. So both of these models have very small little pipes and wires that I did find out you just have to glue one end and then just sort of brute force it into where it needs to be and glue the other end. And it's fine, but they're beautiful. Love them. They're very cool. Those TV screens that the propagandist is carrying um, have a lot of potential. Turns out the revolution will be televised and they will bring it right to you. And I and do love how they painted on their sample model. It looks mm -hmm. really cool. It's very cool. It's it's unfortunate that I'm still not into Necromunda as much as I want to be. Every the, day I get at the closer. Speed, at the speed I'm working on it, I will eventually get to play Necromunda. And I estimate that I will play my first game about a week before they announce the next edition. <laughs> that sounds about right. But you'll have models. I'll so that's have okay. models. And hopefully the new edition will not come with a brand new set of Delac models because <laughs> that, 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 that would be typical. They just came in a box, so I think you're okay. I should I think you're okay. And then there's the usual bunch of Black Library stuff. Which is something I really want to get back into Black Library. Um, I've never been a super reader of Black yeah. Library books. Mostly because uh, from the codexes, from the core books, like you get a lot of the fluff and I already have so much to read and write that I, I don't have the time for it. But seeing that the Horse Heresy series is coming to an end, I figure yeah. I should jump into that and, and just catch up so I'm, I'm on par with everybody else. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I'm headed to a vacation and I have a copy of Horus Rising to take with me. Interesting. That'll be good. It'll be my first Black Library model. I've never read one before. I've read one uh, uh, one Black Library book called Death of Integrity. Mm -hmm. I went in really expecting so very little because the thing is, like my 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 prejudice has always been, oh, this is going to be military sci-fi stories, so it's just going to be a bunch of dudes killing other dudes and just five-page descriptions of how a chainsword goes through a gene stealer's head, <laughs> and like it's it's just going to be hero shot after hero shot page after page yeah with very like probably some plot like i'm sure there's plot but probably very very slim 
character development. Also, um, let's face it, like a Space Marine book just hits me as, oh, this is just going to be an absolute like German sausage fest. It's, <laughs> it, the, the variety between characters, like they're all, all their names finished by us and they're all mm-hmm. very noble warriors that like to kill like the impure. My expectations were bottom of the barrel and it turns out I was completely wrong. Like <laughs> even though, yes, all the characters have Roman inspired names and it, it is very plot heavy. The characters themselves had a lot more flesh to them, had a lot sure. more, uh, they had very interesting separate arcs. And although it is like, it's not a very, um, it's not a very diverse story. It doesn't kind of matter because it does like, it's, it's nothing that really, it doesn't circle around any issues like that. Like the characters, sure. because they're space Marines, they're, they're it doesn't matter what they are. They're, they're space Marines. Space Marines right. are space Marines and they do space Marine things. <laughs> exactly. So this is why kind of jumping back into Horus Heresy is kind of interesting because there's, it's, it's about all the story we already know, but also how it stitches each of these important moments in history together into the larger, like the larger story that we, we've come to exactly. understand. Ooh, heck of a week. A lot of stuff. Yeah, you, you convinced me. You were right. At the <laughs> beginning, you said it was a heck, heck of a week, and I may have expressed doubt, but it turns out you, it has been a heck of a week, and next week looks like it's going to be even heavier. It does, and I'm very excited about that, and you should be too. And until then, for myself, for JF, thank you for listening slash watching, and we can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye.